0: And we did get a lot of discussion out of it, too. We did.
1: I know. We discussed a lot, actually. That's true. That is true. Maybe I'm full of shit, Drew. (laughs) Or full of pee.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Oh, man. The
0: rabies. (laughs) On that note, and that's your Friday Night Rewind. (laughs)
1: Well, first of all, Drew. It occurred to me in our last filming, we didn't even introduce ourselves. So we're kind of assuming people know who we are. So I wanted to just throw out there. Hello, my name is Corey Severance. I'm Drew Mute. And we were born in 1998. I will do that. <laughs> Drew, when I tell you that I, we have not seen each other in two weeks, and I have so much to fucking tell you already. <laughs> it's only been two weeks. Okay, so first I want to tell you a story that happened the week before last, okay? So I was driving home from Louisville to Indianapolis and I left late on Sunday and that's fine. You know, it's not a big deal except that I hit an orange barrel. I ripped off my driver's side mirror. Okay. But right. Well, and I tell you, your friend is a mechanic because I replaced that bitch myself.
0: Oh, wait, you, you sent me Marco Polo's on this. I all that. That's all. Oh, that. yeah, that I did. Like... But
1: I need to show you. So this can be like, I know we talked about having an Instagram. This is our first post. It's just my car mirror.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is, I'm going to send you some before and afters. Okay, so from before, like initial impact, pulled off the road to a gas station to see how bad the damage was. Then this is me. The next photo coming through is how I j- jimmy rigged or jerry rigged, whatever word you use, a mirror with duct tape to it temporarily, and it was usable. And then the final photo is the fully installed and functional mirror that I put on there by myself.
0: A whole mechanic.
1: Once they come through, you will be impressed because, like I said, your friend's a whole mechanic over here. I feel like I was telling people, I bet I could change brakes. I bet I could rebuild an engine. I bet I could do anything.
0: I bet we're going to hear your car screeching down the road <laughs> in a couple of
1: weeks. Uh, oh, did they go through?
0: Yeah, they can. Oh, no.
1: And you actually can see in the one photo where it kind of actually scratched the paint too on the door, which the car is eight years old. You know, the paint is whatever. But what kind of
0: hand mirror is that? <laughs>
1: I went to Walmart. I bought a mirror.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: This is why I said we got to make our first Instagram post just my mirror from my car because people are going to want to see this. <laughs> you see how I fixed it though? Look how good I mean, that it, is. It, look,
0: it does look really good.
1: I did a by myself. And you know, it actually is not, it's not hard, but it does require you to take your door apart. So now I know how to take my door apart.
0: Again, we're going to give it two weeks. You're going to be like, it's be the time of the TV show when people then like cut scene and then it comes cool yeah. down the side of the road with their <laughs> door hanging off her car.
1: Oh my gosh. Another thing that happened is I went to Michigan last weekend. So for the folks that listening to us, folks at home, we had to skip a week. We are roughly two weeks ahead of you guys. Just we thought it would be a good idea to get ahead in case something happened. And actually it worked out perfect. Last weekend I had to cancel because I went to go spend some time with my family in Michigan. And I had a good old time. So I went to Michigan, but I got eaten alive by mosquitoes. So I, like, have been walking around all week scratching what looks like my ass because it's, I'm bit. I have been eaten, and I'm not apologizing for it. I will scratch my ass if it means that I can scratch these mosquito bites. This <laughs> plot twist is little vampire bites. <laughs>
0: That's the clip. That's an advertisement clip for the...
1: <laughs> I'm scratching my ass because I have vampire bites.
0: That that's just the clip right
1: there if we really ever do get popular and people listen and they like hear the shit that comes out of my mouth we probably will have that's merchandise from the shit that i say
0: I'm is we'll get a key tag that's how it's not podcast go then people will be showing up with cons with their shirts yeah exactly there's a key phrase from the vampire one too i forget what it was we
1: talked about how vampires have rabies
0: Yes, that was one. That was a merch. That was a merch moment.
1: So, I actually do use that when I describe this week's episode, by the way, uh, because there, I mean, there's no other way to describe it. They have rabies. So, is that
0: how you want to segue into it? Yes, exactly.
1: So, we're going to have to get into the rabies that happens in this season, of this episode of this season, I should say. So, we're going to talk about season one, episode two. Drew, when I tell you, this was the most uneventful episode of anything I've think ever seen in my entire life. I was like, what the fuck was that?
0: Or well, episode two. They gave me, what do you expect?
1: Doctor Who episode two was very eventful.
0: This is a different vibe.
1: Episode two of Supernatural, <laughs> I feel like, was eventful. Episode two of Sherlock was crazy eventful. I Ep- guess.
0: Sherlock doesn't count because they're like movies in and of themselves.
1: I feel like maybe it's my fault because I am used to BBC's quality and then I'm over here with the CW and I like the CW, don't get me wrong, but like, the quality is not anywhere near, you know.
0: No, you're correct. That's fair.
1: For the folks at home, you're going to have to go watch some BBC shows because that's what's up. All right. We open with a recap of episode one. And I was correct when I, I said, said last yes, week. Yes, you did.
0: With the roof, yes, yes, you were. He
1: just casually jumps off the roof, and we're going to see that probably for the rest of the season.
0: I thought you when you said it before, I thought you meant like, in the actual opening sequence of Vampire Death. I was like, no, there's no pictures in that. But then I didn't think the recap. Because when I watched it originally, I didn't watch the recap because I binged it, so I didn't see the recap of it. I yeah. I the original.
1: We open with a recap. And it occurred to me, by the way, Elena in the recap says, I know we have history together. And in the recap, I was like, hold on. That's a double entendre. It is. And I didn't pick that up in the first episode. I picked it up in the recap. So the point they were trying to make in the recap was that it's a double entendre. They're trying to foreshadow again. Because like I said in the first episode, this show likes to foreshadow. They are actually quite good at foreshadowing. Almost a little too much. They almost are telling you everything before it happens. But... It's sort of subtle, especially with something like I know we have history together. That one is,
2: mm,
0: you know, yeah, that's just more inside jokey, not necessarily foreshadowing.
1: Also, for reference, when she's saying "I know we have history together," she's not referring to past. She's actually saying we have history class together. But that's what I'm saying is a double entendre. Yeah,
0: both. Yeah,
1: because they in the clip they purposely pick just the part where she says we have history together and not the part where Stefan and math and French or whatever the hell else they take.
0: Well, okay. Remember, I've been reading the first book. I'm also very interested to
1: hear, first of all, was this whole entire episode one page in the book?
0: Well, okay, do you want me to do book comparisons as we go? Or do you want to do it? Boom. Like, Boom. The end? How, how do you want to do it?
1: Let's do it as we go. But I the okay. same question still stands. Was this whole entire episode one page in this book?
0: Well, I'm not all the way through the book yet. I... A lot of stuff happened in the book. Well, in terms of the, the, what made me think of it, it was the history thing. A lot of the crew, meaning Elena, Caroline, Bonnie, Stefan are all have history in the book as well. Yes. And
1: I pointed that out last week. What? I pointed that out that they all have history together. Last week in our episode. No, 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 no.
0: I mean, in the book, all that's the only place in the book where they all intersect like that is history in the show that's why it takes place in in history though a key difference there would be it's american history in the show it's world history in the book because they world it up in the book Stefan, first of all it's De- salvatore uh, salvatore because <laughs> they're from italy um oh. i know oh. italy in the renaissance period that's how old he is
1: wait so is his whole entire family vampires because like Italians are kind of vampirish.
0: No. Whatever so far, I have to be careful. <laughs> There's some stuff that you don't know yet that I do know. But no, they in the book. Also,
1: oh- if he's Italian, wouldn't his name be Stefan then? I was right the first time.
0: Maybe. The audio version I'm listening to. Let's, let's, just, it.
1: It. let's just Google. How do you pronounce? I'm going to put it into Google Translate. Oh. It's, it would be different. Listen. Stefano. Yes, Stefan. Stefano. But it's still Stefan, I Stephano. guess. Uh-huh. Stefan. <laughs> that sounds very like blah. blah.
0: <laughs> but in the book, so in the show, we have Salvatore Manor, which is where he has family in Mystic Falls. In the book, he at least the, the point I'm in, he's in town, but he's the only Salvatore Salvatore in town. It's random chance. He stumbled into this town. It's not Mystic Falls. It's Bell's Church is the name of of the town in the book. So key differences that they were made. Also, since we're already talking about it now, Elena is more like Caroline in the book than she is in the show. In the book, she's much more queen of the school, queen of the popular girl, blonde. She's blonde, blue eyes, which I knew they did that with Bonnie in the book. She is a redheaded, white girl from with her family of, of Irish descent, as opposed to Bonnie, who's black in the show, and with, as we learn from her, Graham has Salem, has to Salem, and then, but that was key. And at least where I'm at right now in the book, it's much more of a enemy of Caroline and Elena. Like it's them to Elena's queen. But Caroline is that little touch of what we got in episode one, where Caroline was like, why does Elena, why do the guys always go for Elena? Mm. That's much more heavy handed in the book. And it's much more of them pitted against each other. She's more or less not the villain, but against Elena in the book that she is.
1: First of all, I will say, I actually kind of feel like that makes a bit more sense with Stefano. Mm. Stefano, and that's probably what I'm calling for the rest of his life, by the way, we're going to be like, there's, here goes Stefano jumping off the roof. Stefano, Stefano, whatever. Anyways, Salvatore, that all makes a lot more sense than the way that they're doing it in the show, I feel like. So there's no Catherine, then, is there?
0: No, there is a Catherine.
1: But what do you know about her? Like, from where we are, like up until this point, has anything been really mentioned about Catherine? Or is.
0: No, only in the history of Stefan. I'm about half a little bit more than halfway through the book right now. We don't know. Damon's in town yet. Like that little reveal they did in episode one, where he shows up, mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. attacked Vicky, all of that. That is going to be the big reveal at the end of episode or of the end of book one. Is wow. Damon's in town? Like he just now came up to Elena, and she's who is this man in the shadows? And they build up all of that mysteriousness and the darkness, yeah. and the crow, and all that's still there. But she's just now. I know it's him, but we don't know if his name is Damon yet. We know Stefan had a brother that he doesn't talk to anymore. But that we mm-hmm. don't know his name's David yet, or anything of that. We, Stephen doesn't even know he's in town. He just hmm. is now getting the vibe that someone else, something else, is in town other than him.
1: So it does sound like then they kind of did what that writer said they wanted to do. They made it more about the town and less about high school. It sounds like that book is a bit more about the high school.
0: Hundred percent, because then the attack on Vicky did happen. That <laughs> the big a big event of section one of the book, but it wasn't at a bonfire. It was at their homecoming dance.
1: Again, that makes so much more sense than everybody in this small town knowing every year that all these teenagers just go get wasted. You're going to tell me every parent is okay with that? There's no way in hell.
0: But it happens in the graveyard. She gets attacked. We don't know what it is that attacked her yet. It's really big played up that to be an animal. Also, Stefan's much more afraid of losing his control against Elena in the books whereas in the show they really played up at least in the first two episodes they really played up the human versus animal distinction and that might be because we don't know damon yet in the book we don't know we don't know a vampire that is acting like damon is right now Mm -hmm. we haven't seen that yet it's just been Mm so far but to answer your original question yes we get a little bit of catherine in because we know there's a background like stefan's mentioning like she reminds me of catherine but she's not really catherine catherine's hair was a different was darker and elena's mm-hmm. much more outspoken and all this other stuff he says mm-hmm. the differences but it goes into it goes into his experience with catherine and you see she reminds me of her and then actually there where i'm at right now it's halloween and there's a halloween ball or halloween dance and I'll let like i said Stefan's from renaissance italy so his Catherine is set in that time period as well. So Elena dresses up in her costume as a renaissance person because she thinks Stefan's going to like because he's from Italy and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, he doesn't know anything. Yet, but he's but triggered. She, yeah, he opens the door. And <laughs> he's, he's like, goes, like fuck. And she's like, she describes it as, he looks like he's seen a ghost. I'm There's like,
1: well, a... ah. <laughs> Well, he did. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's where we are with that right now. But also, and to set the scene a little bit too, Mr. Tanner's in the book. The they teacher pulled that... him, yeah, pulled him straight from the book because it starts in history as well. He's the world history teacher in the book.
1: Does he go off on them in the book too like that?
0: Yes, he just continues on this episode of being just awful. But in yes. the book, well, fight, spoiler in the book, at this Halloween part I'm just telling you about, they're doing a haunted house. I us just say Bonnie goes up to tell him to move his head and she finds that the fake blood is not actually <gasps> fake.
1: True. I want to ask if that's going to happen in the show, but yeah, I am not going
0: to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. I also don't want to wanna
1: ask, but also, listen, when it- Is his name Mr. Tanner in the show as well? Yeah. Okay, so our favorite teacher over here- Yes, we're going to get to that. Believe me, we're actually going to play the clip of him going hard on Aunt Jenna. Now listen. Oh, okay. <laughs> this man is on some shit, okay? And I, I get it. I understand. But also- I'm kind of disappointed because when he first popped up, I was all ready to be like, OK, I'm into it. We finally got our old man over here who just isn't really that old. But, you know, he's a teacher, so he's supposed to be older and he's not bad looking. But then he starts just, I don't know, he's on some next level shit. And I'm I don't know if I'm about it or not. I'm not about it when he dated in the classroom with Elena and all the other kids. But honestly, and Jenna, part of me is fuck off. But part of me is this woman needs it, you know?
0: well also to set this, another distinction in the book and i'll probably be done for a while he is described to be in his early 20s in the book so he's supposed to be like a young teacher who in elena's queen bee tone or so right, wait, 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 wait,
1: wait is it because he and a student are engaging
0: no not well not in the book not going to say anything <laughs> in the show you never know <laughs> But no, Elena describes him more as, oh, he didn't probably get to go to his homecoming dance when he was in school. So he's a little harder on us. She's very, I do not like her as much in the book as I do in the show.
1: I feel like it would be a plot point to have engagement between him and a student, you know what I'm saying? Because he's basically their age or something like that. And actually, this is going to come up later, but I was having a discussion with someone at work about the Empire Diaries, and he is a man. He is 37. He asked me, I said, I, I ended up telling him I have a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, so you're going to need to watch the vampire and it's going to watch the podcast. And he was like, I have two questions. And I said, okay. And he said, one, does it involve an extremely older man
0: yeah, going
1: after an 18-year-old girl? I said, younger. And <laughs> <laughs> so then he also said, what was the other question? But either way, my point is that he brought up that it's very predatory and that it's creepy as fuck, and he's not wrong. It really is because when you think about it, if an adult man is like, "Hey, cutie," to a sixteen-year-old, it's gross. It's like, what's wrong with that man? You know, mm-hmm. I understand some sixteen-year-olds do look like adult women. I understand if they make the initial mistake of, "Oh, I thought she was a grown woman." Like,
0: but oh, once you so, know, it's well,
1: once you know the age, and then you're still like, "Hey there, cutie," like you're you're a child predator, but. My point is that, what was I just saying about Mr. Tanner?
0: And how it would have been a plot point if, if, Oh, if, yeah, if, if, if he or...
1: had been engaging with a student because, honest to God, she's already doing that with the vampires, having a 145-year-old man all up in this 17-, 16-year-old girl's business. This It's really messed up. And yeah. I really think that if you are 145 years old, let's just even make you 50 years old, you're going to have a maturity level that you want someone to at least come close to imagine if you're 145 you're going to want someone to have an at least similar maturity level so you're probably going to be wanting to date older people like why are you let's go to drama let's hang out with the kids unless you're like i enjoy teaching kids you want to be a teacher or you enjoy spending time with kids to develop and mold them not because you want to
0: fuck them. Save that mindset for well yes I agree it would have been interesting to have that dynamic in the teacher and student because it would have been a comparison like them making a statement on it without actually like making a statement on the whole vampire dynamic. Let's we'll uh-huh. keep that mindset on for some characters that we haven't met yet. That okay. You don't know because that also a key character that you haven't met yet and won't meet for a long time. But has a lasting impact in not just the Vampire Diaries, but also some of the, one of the other, one of the spinoff series. But I haven't delved too much deep into the real life drama at all. But a possible problematic, or I mean, not possible, a problematic individual.
1: No, a possible problematic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I don't know the details of the drama, but probably problematic individual with a similar dynamic. But not like their character, yes, but in real life also in both. So Mm -hmm. we'll discuss that later. Mm, Double whammy. There's some real life drama that we can discuss as we get some new characters later on.
1: Yeah, we got some double whammies there. So I just before I forget, before we go into the actual episode, I want to go back to you said they changed the looks of the characters. You said they made Elena in the show. She has brown eyes and brown hair. And in the book, she's blonde with blue eyes. and then with bonnie you said she was a ginger from ireland from ireland or irish descent irish descent does it say what color her eyes are like are they green
0: i don't know i don't think it said
1: it's typical for blue or green usually for gingers but you know usually when a ginger is brought up they always usually bring up their eyes too because you know people are just like oh it's so striking to have blue or green eyes with the red hair and it is it really is but i want to bring up that for tv They one made the choice to change the actors looks not only just look wise, but I also say with race because in reality, probably more reflective of what Um, America really looks like to include a black person. Yeah. I mean, you're literally black. (laughs) Yeah, go on. (laughs) So it hits in reality, you're going to have people who are your friends that are not all white. And it's something that I don't know. I forget when I said that. When was the book written? Two thousands or early two thousands.
0: Two thousands, yeah, early two thousands.
1: And it's something that writers, especially if you're just thinking about, especially as a white person, and I'm imagining it's a white woman who wrote it, you just kind of fall into it. you write all white characters. And I think it's good that they made Bonnie not white. Yes. I think that they could have gotten more diverse, but I think that that's something we see more today, twenty years later. Mm. And then we did in 2008, because as we talked about with the Haunted Mansion, there was a race issue, but they did not outright say it. It's like today we're more apt to outright be like, this is not okay, this is an right. issue, this is why, this is an issue, etc. And I think that going through this show, we're going to see a lot of instances of, okay, they probably should have addressed that and they didn't, or even just like they could have and they didn't, you know, that kind of stuff, because I think it wasn't really necessarily... The priority yes. at that time, if that makes Point sense. Point of
0: clarification, it was originally published in 1991.
1: I've been more like white woman, not going to think to write anybody but white characters, yeah. you know? Because, I mean, I live, I'm white. I live in the white world, you know? It's I don't got to think about anything about race ever because I'm white.
0: Well, and I, like I said, I knew they did that with Bonnie because... I've seen discussions on it throughout the years. But it also played that aspect of it, the actress that plays... Bonnie, Cat Graham, there's a lot of, well, and some of the stuff, Bonnie's character arc, as you go through the show, that plays a lot into takes on that and hurts both Bonnie's experience and Cat Graham's experience in the show as an actress, too. Both of those, Um, again, real life drama we can discuss as we go on in the show. I don't, I even, I don't, I don't know that. Well, we can we'll have to dig into it because I don't know a lot. I've seen TikTok and stuff recently in terms of cat stuff. Um, but that is something there is a lot we'll be able to dig into later on as we get deeper into it.
1: I'm glad you brought up there are TikToks because there is a TikTok.
0: Get off of Vampire Diaries TikTok <laughs> right now. <laughs>
1: Listen, I cannot help it. So here's the deal, right? Actually, I think. I have decided that I am. Is it, are they called teams? Is it like Twilight, like when you were Team Jacob or Team Edward, Is that what it is? Or is it like yeah,
0: Team Damon, Team Stefan?
1: Okay, I am Team Stefan. I've decided. Already,
0: already, full for it. Not just <laughs> one episode in. in, and she's already gone the other way.
1: Two episodes in, and I just, I kind of went to TikTok. I, I didn't kind of, I did.
0: I know she and... did, and it was intentional.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Paul Wesley that's all I put in I just wanted to see what I would find and honestly I'm kind of surprised because what I found was his clips of just him as the actor being live on TikTok which is so much more enjoyable than him as Stefan I think I'm in love with Paul Wesley because I think I think Paul Wesley's funny and I like Paul Wesley I think that might be why I'm team Stefan you're just shaking your head I and they can't see that they, they just hear a silence They
0: hear silence. That's also appropriate.
1: They're probably just thinking, what does it mean when there's silence? What it means for you guys at home, it means that Drew is blinking at me, shaking his head, you know, something like that. It's never anything good.
0: (laughs) Never just dead air. I'm always reacting to something.
1: And then I saw a very early, it must have been really early into his being on the internet in that way, where someone said, what's your OOTD? And he goes, what is OOT?" Uta. And now he actually says, like, when he does get another, hey, what's your OOTB? He'll be like, oh, my UTA is a white shirt or whatever. So I love that. I really think we should call it UTA. I love that. I thought that was that's so funny.
0: That's how we'll start our next Vampire Diaries podcast. What do you guys-
1: oh, what's your UTA?
0: What's your UTA core? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I did see some spoilers, Drew, but that's for me to know and you to find out. <laughs>
0: Hurting the integrity of the podcast. Or I, by your I know, videos.
1: I know, but it's not like it made sense. I saw things and I was like, but it doesn't mean it made sense. It's not like I actually understood what's happening, you know?
0: Well, let me just tell you, there are spoilers that you will. So get off and
1: There is one spoiler that I found out that I, I'll, I'm going to send it to you in a text message because I can't say it on here, especially if people are going to do it the right way where they don't. Go to TikTok. It's the right way. I never said I did anything the right way.
0: You heard it here first, folks. Corey has ruined the thank you tea of the podcast already.
1: Yes. And I did see more about a little bit more about it too, but not a lot. I don't know how we got there. I don't know why we got there. I don't know who got us there. You know what I'm saying? But I know we got there for a second. We're, we're discussing what I just texted Drew that I know. So that's... The Audience at home, I apologize that you're probably all. Man, I want to know now. No, you're gonna have to wait. That's- I should have done. <laughs> all right, yeah. so let's
0: actually- go back to the episode.
1: Yeah, let's actually get into this episode. Okay, so we open in the woods with a couple camping trying to see the comet. They're worried about the rain interrupting their comment. And the guy leaves the tent and then we hear a dripping on the tent. And the girl gets out and she says, I told you it was going to rain. But it is in fact the blood of the boyfriend dripping on the tent. And she screams and runs and tries to get the car, but it's locked. And then, and then the vampire toys with her and gets her afterwards. Now, obviously, I'm going to assume this is Damon doing this. We kind of know it's Damon because we know that, look, I know we don't really know, but we know that Stefan says he doesn't eat people. And we know from like further on this episode that his powers don't work as well because he's not eating people. So so I'm assuming it's Damon. But hell, I did have a thought later that I'll bring up that what if it's not Damon or Stefan? What if it's someone else entirely? So I just want to say though, that blood dripping on the tip was like slow key super fucked
0: up. <laughs> I'm wondering how many of how, how many episodes are we going to go? We're coupled and get eaten.
1: Yeah, we're in a small town. Okay. And if he's eating every day and he's eating a whole couple every day, we're going to be an unpopulated town within two years.
0: Well, I did Hold on, I'm trying to think if this happened in the book or if this happened in the show.
1: Oh, I thought you were doing my math of like no, I'm that was 65 times two.
0: <laughs> I think it happened in the show. Does that say something to Stefan about then being a vampire in Mystic Falls?
1: He says, I did write this down. Let me let's skip ahead here because Drew's making us skip,
0: skip ahead. You reference you reference of eating people and it brought another thought but I don't remember if this actually happened in the book or in the show it had to happen in the show but I don't remember it exactly
1: we jumped to Stefan's house where Zach is confronting Stefan about Damon and Vicky he asks, is is she worth it this girl you came back for that's the only part I wrote down about it but yes at that time he does confront him yeah. and say it's you know people are going to be suspicious and stuff
0: yeah that's what I mean he says he's come back But he's kind of hinting to the fact that people in Mystic Falls are, like there was a time when this has happened before.
1: Oh, well, Bonnie fucking says that. We're going to get to that later, too.
0: Oh, (laughs) good.
1: But the other thing I wanted to point out, because I obviously have to point out everything wrong with this show. Why didn't they check the weather and see if it was going to rain beforehand? You're going to tell me they said, let's go camping and not look at the weather? There's no way in hell. And if they did check the weather, why is she insisting that it's going to rain regardless of what the forecast said?
0: Sometimes the weather does unpredictable things, for
1: Look, I'm telling you, I understand today we have an even more accurate, like, just the touch of our fingertips looking at Google. But the morning forecast for the weekend is usually pretty accurate regardless. Because mm-hmm. it would have been they watched TV, you know, for the forecast back then.
0: Yes, but uh, I was an experience last weekend where it did rain when it was not supposed to, when it is not working mm.
1: at all. Mm. Drew, you're a liar.
0: <laughs> I speak <think> the truth.
1: <laughs> I also want to point out that I think they made a mistake. I don't know if you picked
0: up on this. The, uh, the show or the people? Yes, the show. Go ahead. Okay, so
1: they're out there specifically camping to watch the comments. She's worried that it's going to rain because they won't be able to see the comet. Later, not that much later, our favorite teacher says the comet will be most visible tomorrow night. I also looked into this because I was like, you know, are not comets fast? And it's not necessarily, they do kind of move slow, but they are usually gone within a day. The reason I say that the show made a mistake is because they implied this camping trip happened before the night that they're out there with the comet and everything. But I think it's supposed to actually have been at the same time. That's why I say I think it may have been a mistake. Now, somebody could argue, well, you could probably see the comet faintly the night before. Okay, fine. Make that argument. Die on that Well. Hill.
0: And or they were there for an extended period of time. They weren't just there for that one night in camping. They could have okay, So why
1: does it matter if you were there on Friday night and they call it Saturday night? If it rains on Friday, that doesn't mean it's raining on Saturday. Do you see the problem? I
0: mean, yes, but still. All
1: right. I All think right. you're
0: going for low-hanging fruit here, for us. All <laughs>
1: right, so we're going to jump to Elena and Stefan starting their days with diary entries, of course, talking about how happy they are. I welcome the day because I know I will see him or her in, they say this in unison. Well,
0: like the in unison diary back and forth. I thought it was cute.
1: You know, it is cute, especially because it's called the vampire diaries. But I just said I have to pick on a show if I can. So I'm
0: going to Yes, yeah, go on. Ter- so
1: Elena finds Aunt Jenna getting ready for a parent teacher conference meeting. And Aunt Jenna asks, do I look adult as in respectfully parental? And it's the fact that this grown woman looks at a child and said, do I look like an adult for me? I'm glad that Elena basically is like, no, bitch, because she says you either look like a slut or an alcoholic. And they're both like, well, they move on, basically, and they're like, wait a <laughs> minute, where's Jeremy? <laughs> and they realize Jeremy has left early, and he's lied about why. And we suddenly see Jeremy entering Vicky's hospital room. And Vicky's asleep, and Jeremy's kind of hanging out in the door, peeking in. And a nurse shows up. She's trying to kick Jeremy out, but she breaks HIPAA laws as soon as he just says, like, how is she doing? She's, oh, she's lost a lot of blood, you know?
0: Yeah. You're not laughing. Yeah, well, like, no, but he also found her and probably carried, well, they didn't carry her to the hospital, so never mind. I was going to say he came <laughs> to the hospital covered in her blood, and she just saved the obvious.
1: No, and even if that happened, like, you're going to tell me she's the only nurse that works in the hospital. She probably wasn't even on duty when they got there.
0: All yeah, right, so yeah, anyway. Been watching this Go, yeah.
1: We jump to our favorite teacher. Here's that part that I was trying to find earlier who I presume teaches history, which we kind of confirmed that earlier because I couldn't really tell what he taught at first. And he's teaching the class about the comet. He points out the comet hasn't been to Mystic Falls in over 145 years, and it will be the brightest right after dusk tomorrow before yelling at Elena and Stefan for having a very uncomfortably long stare at each other. <laughs> They're just sitting there staring at each other, smiling. I have a secret. <laughs> He yelled at them about that. But honestly, thank God that he yelled at them because it was kind of an uncomfortable stare anyway.
0: What do you mean mean? an uncomfortable stare? They're in love with each other from across the room.
1: Okay, they've known each other for a day. (laughs) They are not in love.
0: They are star-crossed lovers. You can tell me that. They are
1: infatuated. Also, a 145-year-old man is in love with a 16-year-old, Drew. drew We need to talk about that.
0: We already talked about that. We'll come back to that.
1: <laughs> I also pointed out specifically that it's been 145 years, but I'm going to bring that up again later because somebody else points it out. Out in the hallway, Stefan is showing off his copy of Withering Heights and he lets Elena borrow it after he says basically that she can keep it. And she's no, but maybe I'll just borrow it to reread it. And it's giving like when you were a little kid and you would take shit to school for show and tell vibes. That book is way too important to be. Giving it away, let alone bringing it into a school building. I don't know.
0: I it's did like, that's that a, with books. I would bring a book to school and say, hey. You what?
1: also, did you have an original copy of Withering Heights from a 145 years ago?
0: No, but he's not. We've already established he's not necessarily a book collector.
1: Then we jump to Bonnie and Caroline talking about Bonnie's powers. And Bonnie says she's technically a witch. And Bonnie comes in hot again with another dig at Graham. My ancestors were these really cool Salem witch chicks or something. Graham tried to explain it all, but she was slooped on the liquor. So I kind of tuned her out. It's like this poor woman. Like she's literally trying to explain not only family history, but the fact that you have magical powers and you're just like, fuck off. That's literally what she's doing. Caroline and Bonnie start talking about the mysterious guy that she saw the other day at the bar. That's not a bar but it's a bar for kids basically
0: that's never really addressed more or less if it's an actual bar because i think there is another bar that they bring in later on too i think i don't know if it's ever given a name but like the seat, the key aspects of mystic fall the clock tower mystic grill those are set pieces that they didn't have like the restaurant they were in episode 1 had that vibe but it was most definitely not the mystic grill like i could tell mm-hmm. we saw it it would kind mm-hmm. of look similar but this these sets that they're in now are what's staying. And then, so it was all that. They must have just filmed Vancouver for the pilot and then rolled with it. And then they found Covington after.
1: But I'm pretty sure my research said that it was the whole first season. So maybe they built a set.
0: Mm, they could have, yeah, to match it.
1: Because I'm pretty sure they said that it wasn't their move until the second season. But I can reconfirm that later because I know I said something about first season was it's filmed in Vancouver, but I'm not sure when. Jeremy goes outside. To pick a fight with Tyler and I actually had to go back and find his name because I was like I don't know this guy's name he's just like Vicky's lover boy
2: <laughs> that's who he is
1: he's just he's Vicky's lover and he goes outside to pick a fight with Tyler while Elena and Matt talk about how Vicky is on the other side of campus Jeremy essentially tells Tyler to stay in his lane and Matt tells Elena about his absent mother that is out gallivanting with a boyfriend in virginia beach which is kind of just dropped in there and i do wonder if that's going to come up later because like i told you last episode some of the things that happen in this b storyline could be in and of themselves the show they don't need the vampires and honestly this whole my parents died And then now this ex has a mother that's absent. It sounds like his dad's not even around. And this is the fact that the sister gets attacked and like he calls the mom and she doesn't even show up like that. And the fact that she even trusts them to go to school and get good grades and live their lives like actual adults enough to just leave them. Like, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you yeah, CBS should be involved, but the FBI should also be involved when two couples have mysteriously disappeared in the past two weeks.
1: Yes, and you know, that's one thing. <laughs> when it came to Supernatural, they did eventually get the FBI involved, so I can kind of admire that they actually went a bit more realistic with it. This doesn't seem like it will ever get realistic because, you know, this is where we're at with it. Now, Matt, this is again where I'm telling you, I think that they made the mistake because Matt mentions the missing campers and tells Elena Vicky said vampire when Stefan eavesdrops. And I'm like, okay, the missing campers is the night before. What I don't know. I just feel like that timeline is messed up. Vicky basically had whispered vampire or whatever when she woke up and Stefan is using his spidey senses or whatever to listen in on this conversation, his super hearing and stefan looks worried and he honestly his face never really reacts any kind of way so the fact that he even looked worried was kind of commendable so (laughs) that actor must have been told don't ever react to anything just be stone cold neutral face all the time because he
0: pretty much always it plays into the edward from twilight vibe
1: yeah he it does except this isn't twilight and the the guy literally said i'm not trying to recreate recreate twilight yeah but,
0: but the vibes are there
1: Stefan looks worried, rushes off to the hospital. Matt brushes it off, like when Vicky's saying she saw a vampire as like she was drunk, and then moves on to asking Elena about her relationship with the new guy. And Elena evades the question, so Matt basically leaves the hospital too. Now, I have never personally hallucinated a vampire while drunk, but that's just me. We finally get to our long-awaited parent-teacher conference. I just kind of feel like they were like, oh... She's getting ready for it at 6 a.m. And then all of a sudden now I'm doing I guess I get it. Maybe she had things she had to do or something, but I feel like she got ready hella early for that parent-teacher conference. So I just wanted to play this clip for, even if people don't watch The Vampire Diaries, just listening to this teacher in and of itself is like fascinating.
2: Fascinating.
1: Here is our teacher saying, get
2: fucked. As Jeremy's teacher, I'm concerned. All right, it's the third day of school and he skipped six of his classes. Mr. Tanner, are you aware that Jeremy and Elena's parents died? Four months ago, a great loss. Car accident. Wickery Bridge, if I remember correctly. And you're related to the family how, the uh, mother's kid sister?
1: Younger sister. Yes. Six classes, are you sure? I mean, that's kind of hard to
2: do. Not when you're on drugs. It's his attempt at coping, this Summers. And the signs are there. He's moody, withdrawn, argumentative, hungover. Are there any other relatives in the picture?
1: I'm their sole guardian.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Could there be?
0: What are you suggesting exactly?
2: It's an impossible job, isn't it? Raising two teens. It's been tough, but no, it's not. Wrong answer. It is an extremely impossible job. And anything less, and you're not doing it properly.
1: I mean, he's not wrong about anything. But Jesus Christ.
0: I'm saying the two notes I had down when I was listening to that, when he said, when you're on drugs, I was like, oh. I and know. In-
1: <laughs> she said, is there anybody else in the It's just me. And he said, could there be? Could there, I there said, be? Oh, oh my shit. god. Holy shit. Could there be? Oh my God. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't know. Like I said, he's not wrong about anything, but he definitely walked in today and said, I'm in a bad mood. Let's take it out on Jenna. Now I have issues with the way they wrote Jenna and this entire show, to be honest with you. I feel like they're writing her character to be extremely naive on purpose and maybe that comes from the book or something but she's Uh not
0: in the book but go
2: on
1: oh (laughs) Oh, okay well then they just like really were like let's just create the most ditzy incompetent woman in the world because they really did and i know i go hard on jenna later i'm gonna be like aunt jenna yet again shows how immature and incompetent she is but honest to god it's because they're writing her so much so that way
0: they're really trying to play up that she is that baby sister of the mom who's not really they're like a full-on legal guardian they're really playing that strong and heavy right now they are and we'll see if it stays that way or not i don't honestly we'll see Mm -hmm. it's almost
1: okay i was gonna say you don't (laughs) think so but telling me it's the future if you say that so at the hospital stefan who should have long beaten matt there by the way the fact that he is super at the same time stefan use your super fast powers i don't know why anyway
0: so he got lost he got
1: lost (laughs) he flew around the world and back
0: (laughs) so stephen
1: hides from matt while trying to find vicky which is again you wouldn't probably have to look hard as a vampire to find a specific person i mean he finds elena really easily vicky appears out of nowhere by the way standing in the middle of her room and she's just kind of unresponsive she's just like A dead fish, but standing there. And Matt is, hey, okay? And he even tries to touch her. And that's when she loses her shit. And Matt runs for the nurse. So Stefan seizes this opportunity to go into Vicky's room, do the brainwashing, and making her think an animal attacked her, and then get out. At this point, it's kind of weird that she was just standing there. And this is the moment I started to question, is Vicky going to become a vampire? But I don't think she's going to, based on the way the rest of the episode went. It's like they want you to think she's going to be or something. Because they do something else later too that I was like, she's she must be going through the change or something. But I really don't think she's gonna. I think they have to intentionally make someone a vampire. Like I don't think it's like Twilight where you just get bit and that's it. You know? There
0: I will say there are set rules. You don't know if they are yet, but there are set rules on Okay,
1: so it's not you just get bit.
0: I mean it could be the rule, but I will
2: say
0: <laughs> <laughs> The rules of the magic in this universe are beca- are outlawed. You will find out what the is. Right. Right.
1: So Matt catches a glimpse of Stefan leaving this room. Again, why did he not super speed out of there? And decides to chase after him. And Stefan accidentally walks into a room full of people donating blood. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they're, I, that's the other thing. I wrote a question mark. I was like donating blood, taking blood. I don't really know what they're doing. So anyway, Stefan has a rabies moment. <laughs> Gets all gray and weird in the face and everything, and he's, you know, <laughs> can't handle it. <laughs> but then, because he's so worried about being caught by Matt, apparently that's a stronger driving factor than the rabies.
0: <laughs> oh, what is he what else is he doing in this hospital?
1: Listen, that's I mean, I guess we have bodily control, because I was about to be like, it's if you have to pee. But Drew, have you ever been so far gone into having to pee? And you just cannot hold it anymore. And you have decided between taking the time to actually go pee or running away from someone catching you. You're probably going to go pee.
0: I I find it interesting that the comparison you made here was to go pee <laughs> and not to be so hungry that you had because, to eat something.
1: Well, I mean, Drew, this is going to come out real serious real quick. No offense, but I don't think either of us have truly experienced that level of hunger.
0: No, no, but... <laughs> to the likening to what i mean that was that could have been the closest thing you went to for the vampire who is potentially human blood starved
1: okay yes i i'm trying to find something though that's you have very little control over it that is a strong comparison and having to pee for me at least is very i have very low tolerance for having to pee as soon as i have to pee i gotta go I mean, there's no waiting it out. But again, that's just because of low tolerance for that shit. And I mean, maybe for other people, a good example, if you don't have that issue, maybe it's like vomiting. You can't control when you vomit. You know what I'm saying? So you can try to hold it in, but you're really fighting it. Okay, that's probably a better comparison then. So think about when you've had to vomit and you're like building up to having to vomit. That's your rabies moment. You choose between running and vomiting. You're going to vomit at the same time as you run. You know what I'm saying? He doing that thing where he's... Yes,
0: <laughs> but I don't think that's an apt comparison. But I will let you have your metaphor <laughs> moment.
1: Okay, so anywho, he just like moves on with his life because apparently he can, and he jumps out the window and decides then is the moment to super speed, you know, go into higher gear. But while Matt and Seth play hide and seek in the hospital, Caroline, Bonnie, and Elena are all talking at a cafe. And again, I want to play this clip.
2: It's a cruel, cruel way. Well, I was talking to
0: Grams and she said the comet is a sign of impending doom. The last time it passed over Mystic Falls, it was lots of death. So much blood and carnage, it created a bed of paranormal activity. Mm, yeah.
1: And then you poured Graham's another shot and she told you about aliens. Funny. As you heard, it's a lot of death, destruction, doom, whatever. When the last time the comet came by, which was 145 years ago, mm. also known as 1864, which mm. is also the year on Catherine's photo.
0: Mm. That's all I can say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you did a
0: lot of math there, Cor, did you?
1: Yeah, I did. I really did. I was yeah. really like, OK, hold on. This was filmed in what? 2009, 2008. Let me subtract. I really did. I was proud of myself.
0: Yeah, I'm proud of you.
1: Thanks. It's not my forte, but I can do it sometimes. So Caroline proceeds to peer pressure Elena into having sex with Stefan. So Elena basically is, okay, that's fine, and goes to Stefan's house. (laughs) Sure. In the meantime, Aunt Jenna stops Jeremy in the kitchen and yells at him to sit down so that she can continue to fail at parenting. And again, I kind of wanted just to play it rather than have written out all the dialogue because it's just... You can't get the same effect from me just reading this. I picked up dinner. Tacos. I had an urge for guacamole.
2: No, I'm good, thanks.
1: Eat anyway. It's a ruse. I want to talk. Hey,
0: you! Come. Sit. Back in school?
1: Freshman year? I could eat my weight in nachos with extra cheese. It was my munchie food whenever I got stoned.
2: You get high? Did.
1: Past tense. But yeah, loved it. Anything to get a little distraction from life. Reality. And it worked. For a while. Never last, though. Hey, I'm not saying I wouldn't love to rail back and kick it, but with a thesis looming and a waistline expanding... And she started out so strong. She really did. The whole you sit, I want to talk to you about something. I bought us tacos. That was good. That was a good move. All of that. But then she started by saying, I used to get high. And then made it about herself with the whole, I would love to get high, but I have a thesis and this and that. And wonders why this didn't work. You know?
0: She's struggling. She's a new parent.
1: I don't know. I just feel like... Maybe it's because I'm not the younger sibling. I'm the older sibling. If I had this, like, my brother, like, I inherited, you know, his kids, and one of them was a teenager that got high all the time, I would not tell them about how I've smoked weed. But, you know, again, well, I mean, I'm the older
0: there would There is a little bit of, well, there might not be, but thinking about it, I'm also the older sibling, but I feel like there is a little bit of the younger siblingness added to her character in that because we see the be a mothery figure to jeremy we've already seen it several times and that is the older sister stance of her so she's used to that
1: right so that's the only thing i'm going to give jenna that and the fact that the writers wrote her like this on purpose for a reason so that's it's not that i hate jenna i hate jenna but it's not her fault that i hate her
2: (laughs) well
0: also my one note from i think it was this conversation i didn't write exactly where it was from but i'm sorry jeremy is not 15 years old looking at this man he's not 15 years old no yeah
1: he is absolutely an actual adult he's probably the actor is probably like what 20 21
0: i mean yes we've already stated before that a lot of the characters look a lot older than they are but oh yeah is jeremy a 15 year old no
1: i know and the fact that that would make elena 16 basically or 17 again pointing out again how young she's supposed to be in this whole
0: thing how old do you think he is Is i thought he he was
1: 20 or
0: 21
1: why how old is he
0: <laughs> 17
1: whoa <laughs> i mean yeah he looks young yeah. but yeah like, I mean, well then wait how old is the lady who's playing vicky because she looks like she's like 26
0: she does look really old does not she
1: And the fact that like, they keep bringing up oh my god he's younger than her she's older blah blah they make a big deal out of it and it almost is starting to come across like she's supposed to be like 20 or something you know so with a 15-year-old,
0: She's three <laughs> year in, she's three years older than him in and, real life.
1: So then she would have been 20. 20. She looks mature. She's very attractive. But I would not have thought she was 20. I would have thought she was 26, 27.
0: Mm. Yeah. I also thought she looked older.
1: Going back to Vicky, it's a nice little segue. Vicki and Matt are at the hospital, and Vicky throws jello at Matt to wake him up from his nap. And then just finally you're awake. Okay, I mean, I get it. I'm the same annoying bitch that she is with my brother. So, <laughs> I actually, fun fact, when I get drunk, <laughs> I stick my finger in my brother's ear. And I say that. No, I say that, and it sounds like I do this all the time. I've actually only been drunk in front of my brother one time, and I just kept sticking my finger in his ear. Don't know has what I'm going
0: to do. I don't know. confirmed it's only your brother that you do this to?
1: Yes, because I've never done that to any. I do it to the dogs.
0: I don't know if that's better, to be honest. (laughs) I
1: could just stick my finger in my dog's ear. But I don't, I mean, we'll find out basically what happens the next time I get drunk. And we'll see what happens next time I get drunk to see. It's it's the same mentality versus something else annoying. So Matt asked Vicky about her screaming earlier. Because she like lost her shit. And she says she doesn't remember that. And he asks her what attacked her. And she says, an animal, what else could it have been? And Jeremy shows up at that moment, and Matt's, oh, let me give you guys some alone time. So Vicky's like, why are you here, Jeremy? I don't want anyone to know about us. And Tyler is finally showing some interest. We love (laughs) that for you, Vicky. It's the fact that you have finally on there. It's not even just the fact that he's showing some interest. It's finally showing some interest. That's what's kind of... So Jeremy tells her to get over it, basically, and Tyler doesn't care about her because if he did, he would have been there. And he, like, makes a joke, like, oh, it's Tyler under the bed." over? And Vicky comments that she's older than Jeremy, which I wrote on here how much older, because we just talked about this, and doesn't want Matt or Elena to know that they're, like, a thing. And Jeremy gets to tell Vicky he was basically her knight in shining armor. And he saved her and he carried her out of the woods and therefore no one will suspect anything about him visiting because he's the one that saved her. And I kind of get it, but it's also, I would be suspicious the fact that he was even the one that saved her, you
0: know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. But a lot was going on at that party.
1: No, I get it. I I get it. It's just me though. If this happened to me in real life, (laughs) if vampires were real, (laughs) I would be like, oh, they're fucking... (laughs) So at Stefan's house, which I believe this is supposed to be literally at the same exact time. So Stefan gets home at the speed of light, but apparently he can't get to the hospital at the speed of light. Elena finds the door is unlocked. So she naturally just lets herself in and she looks around for Stefan when the front door opens and that damn crow flies in and suddenly Damon (laughs) is up in her business, man. She turns around and he's two millimeters from her nose and the door slams shut. And then Damon welcomes her in and he's, hey, I'm Stefan's brother while she's she's standing there and he's like actively checking her out. Hey, pretty mama kind of vibes, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it could be also like he was sizing her up to eat her, you know, but also I think it was both to be honest with you. I really do. <laughs> I think it was let me check you out and let me, let me see how much it would take to eat you. It's that kind of vibe from Damon, you know. Damon's got that vibe. It's always yeah, he might find you attractive, but he's also always going to size you up
0: for shit. It's that smile, isn't
1: it? Yes, it is. It's that. What's his name? Ian Summerholder. He actually mm-hmm. is quite good at acting. I will say I'm very impressed so far. So Damon invites Elena into the living room and starts playing mind games. I almost said, I almost wrote head games because then I could be like, head games. But I was like, Drew's not going to know that song.
0: <laughs> it's
1: Foreigner.
0: Silence.
1: Oh, Silence. no. So Damon tells Elena he didn't think Stefan would have ever gotten over the last one. And that's what Elena's the last one. What do you mean the last one? And he like really, he knew what he was doing when he did all of this. So we've got our our favorite thing here, a clip to play. I'm sorry for barging in. The door's
2: open. You must be Elena. I'm Damon, Stefan's brother. He didn't tell me he had a brother. Well, Stefan not one to brag. Please, come. I'm sure Stefan will be along any second. Wow. This is your living room? Living room, parlor, Sotheby's auction. It's a little kitschy for my taste. I see why my brother's so smitten. It's about time. For a while there, I never thought he'd get over the last one. Nearly destroyed him. The last one? Yeah. Catherine? His girlfriend? Oh, you two haven't had the awkward exes conversation yet. Nope. Oops. Well, I'm sure it'll come up now. Or maybe he didn't want to tell you because he didn't want you to think he was on the rebound. We all know how those... Relationships
0: end. You say it like every relationship is doomed to end.
2: I'm a fatalist. Hello, Stefan.
1: So, Stefan essentially kicks Elena out and won't even look at her, won't even acknowledge her, won't even say goodbye. He just can't kick his eyes off of his brother. They must be in love. And Elena rightfully is pissed and leaves. Damon continues to taunt Stefan, asking what he's been up to. And Stefan admits to him, which I don't know why. But he's, yeah, they're at the hospital, you know, just doing some mind, brain or whatever. And Damon points out, remember, if you don't feed properly, none of those little tricks work right. So I wrote that line because, again, it's emphasizing that basically Stefan's a vegetarian or some shit. And it's important for our little world here that we understand that they can't do what they normally should be able to if they don't feed their body properly, which makes sense. That's probably the most logical thing in this entire episode. I'm proud of them. <laughs> so Stefan immediately changes the subject again, asking how long Elena was there in the house.
2: Someone out to clean up your mess? Well, were you successful? Did the powers of persuasion work? <laughs> Remember, if you don't feed properly, none of those little tricks work right. How long was Elena here? Are you worried, Stefan? Scared we may be doomed to repeat the past? Isn't that why you play your little game? I'm a high school human. I'm not playing any game. Of course, you are. We both know the closest you'll ever get to humanity is when you rip it open and feed on it. What kind of game are you playing? Mm-hmm. Amy? Okay, Guess I'll have to wait and see why.
1: First of all, he says, Are we doomed to repeat the past? That to me, like we knew from the first episode when I read the synopsis, there's a love triangle. Sounds like there was a love triangle with Catherine originally. And since this is the reincarnate of Catherine, it just kind of reminds me of that. Secondly, he says, and this is actually probably my favorite part of this episode, playing games with little high school humans. It's like acknowledging the old man and the 16-year-old predator kind of issue. I actually think that they put that in there because it's true. Why are you playing games with little kids when you were 145 years old?
0: An argument could be made. Core no, to,
1: no. Uh, you are no, hold not on, about to defend
0: this. No, I'm not going to defend it. But I will say that the dynamic works when it's not romantically. Like you said, there's a teacher involved, i.e. another popular show, Doctor Who, mm-hmm. when the, not immortals, but the, in Vampire Diaries, they are immortals, but the immortals find something enticing about living a life that is limited. No, I agree. But it plays into the the act of becoming a vampire of gaining it Mm -hmm. more. You gain a bit more of that side of it as since Stefan is in the world of high schoolers' uh, Mm -hmm. life versus immortal life.
1: Mm -hmm. No, that's fair. That's a fair argument, actually. When you compare it to Doctor Who, of course it makes more sense.
0: I knew that would get you. Yes.
1: So I do want to make a prediction right now, just because I know you like it when I make predictions. I so, love
0: good predictions, yes.
1: You know how Damon just said, or he basically was like, what game are you playing at Damon's? That's for me to know and you to find out. I'm making a prediction. The Damon's game is that he's in love with Catherine. And since he made a comment about doing to repeat the past, he wants to revive her. And that's his end goal. That's my prediction of his game. Because... Yes, it's like in the person that we saw that like he was allegedly there to fuck around with Stefan and make his life hard, but I don't know, I find that hard to believe because they both happen to show up in Mystic Falls at the same time when this comet happens, They're leading up to the fact that it's basically going to be a repeat of 145 years ago, and the only thing that was there that's not there now was Catherine. So that's why I'm making that prediction. Now, you I mean will tell it- you Go on. that I have not seen genuinely what happened. I know I just told you, I watched some TikToks and watched some things, but I do not know anything, this is purely just a prediction.
0: And my question, my follow-up question, when you say essentially bringing Catherine back, do you mean literally, or do you mean bringing her back and making Elena like Catherine?
1: You know, I had that thought. I had the thought of what if Elena and Catherine are actually always going to inhibit the same or inhabit the same body. You know, and they just share the same body. I did have that thought, but I was like, I don't know how complicated this show gets. If I knew the show was complicated, I would assume it's the same body. But without knowing how deep into the lore the show is gonna get, I still like I can't make that call yet. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that's okay.
1: But I would not say it's off the table for them to be in the same body. Interesting. And to try and make Elena the reason I would think it would be in the same body is that. They need Elena's body as the host. They put, they bring Catherine back, put her in her, but Elena's strong enough that she's fighting at the same time. That's the way I would see it happening, if it is that. But I also could see them just because she, Catherine, I'm going to assume was a vampire. I would imagine they, there's probably a way just to revive the body. And that's what they're going to do. That's what I really think is going to happen, but we'll see. Oh, no. So there's my predictions. Let us know what your predictions are. Is there comments on podcasts? <laughs> Let us know in the comments if there are any. <laughs> no spoilers, by the way. If there are comments and you are able to comment, do not put a spoiler in the comment. That is so rude. And I will read it's it. So and I will rude. see it. And I will be like, this hey. Is the
0: one who's actively surfing TikTok right now?
1: <laughs> not right now. I'm on this podcast with you right now. <laughs> I'll do it after. (laughs) We jump to Elena telling Aunt Jenna about Stefan's house. And Stefan, where Aunt Jenna gets to showcase yet again how oblivious and immature she is. As she goes, Elena, at least it's an ex-girlfriend. Wait till you date a guy with mommy issues or cheating issues or acetamin issues. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Not only is that one, again, making this about you, but two, kind of insensitive. Like you've got a girl whose brother is... A druggie, and she's way too gay guy. That's a journey. Jenna God,
0: do you think the dynamic would work better if she were their aunt? Is this normal aunt niece behavior with an aunt who's twenty three and a, a niece who's seventeen?
1: Yes, if in the sense that they played together as children. Because I know sometimes it works out where siblings are so much older than each other, so many years apart, that your aunt or your niece is actually your same age or even older yeah. than you. If you all are around the same age in the sense of as children, you played together. Yes, I can see why there would be a power struggle. I can see why she would never have, she would not view her as any more than a friend. You know what I'm saying? But I yeah, have. And you,
0: you do get that with, between her dynamic with Elena and how yes.
1: her dynamic. And that makes a bit of sense because I think we estimated before that Jenna is supposed to be maybe 26, maybe thereabout. And if Elena is about 16, there is a 10-year difference. Now, for me, that means that Aunt Jenna would have been 20 when Elena was 10. So I don't think that it's fair to say that they should have been friendly because she should have been like, that's a kid. You know, I'm 10 years older than her. But I'll buy it more than Jeremy. Because Jeremy's two years younger, that makes him 12 years. So that would have been eight when she was 20. So you see what I'm saying? I would, I can sort of buy Jenna having that. She doesn't need to parent Elena anyway, but if she did, it would have been a power struggle. But with Jeremy and Elena, I feel like it genuinely has been because she tells us why. She tells us she's, this happens later, but she's basically, I'm not her. I'm not as good as her referring to her older sister. But I also feel like it's because Aunt Jenna is so caught up in herself. That she doesn't even think about this stuff. That's what I think. Yeah, I can see it. So just then, Jeremy walks in and Aunt Jenna immediately starts yelling at him. Jeremy ignores Jenna until she throws something at him. And he's like, oh, why? Why would you do that? It was an Whoa. apple. It
0: was an apple. And I'm I didn't know
1: what it was. I couldn't tell what it was. I, just, I watched it like three times and I was like, what is she throwing at him? But I could never figure it out.
0: Well, you know that apple, an apple to the head would hurt. I was like, oh my God, you <laughs> <laughs> like, nailed this man in the head with an apple. like a rock.
1: Listen, Jeremy, he can handle his own, man. He's ready to pick a fight with Tyler. He carried Vicky out of the woods. He probably was like, no, I ain't got shit on me. That apple got got bruised. <laughs> he essentially mocks her. And then continues up the stairs and the dumbfounded Aunt Jenna just kind of stands there. And I'm like, you, you, you're still sitting there wondering why it's not working, aren't you, Aunt Jenna? Okay. But it's probably because you just fucking beat the shit out of him with an apple. I don't know. I wouldn't be yourself to that either. I would be like, you're so immature. You're throwing shit at me. How are you going to try and parent me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Also, he low-key is, I know it wasn't supposed to be, but it kind of came out flirty when he was like, a, a parent, like a thor- how do you put it like parental authority or something like that? Nice. Yeah came out a little flirty so again the line choicing in this you know so i think it was very wrong that she hit him and i just don't understand why she's written so bad at parenting and i genuinely feel like they're just trying to have a plot point or something like there's there got to be a reason she's this bad at parenting especially if she's not even in the book like there has got to be a reason.
0: They but do anything. have an aunt in the book. They do is they have an aunt, but also Jeremy doesn't exist. Mm. Um, she has a little sister, and but Elena has a little sister, like she's ten. Um, and they have an older aunt, full on, like I forget what her name is now, and also mm-hmm. a step uncle hm. in the picture. Yeah, and the parents' deaths were like years, like three years, maybe I think, mm. not four months.
1: Also, I'm pretty sure this timeline keeps changing because it was five or six months last time. So but it now it's four months. So again, I think they're making mistakes, but that's none of my business, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, and it could be also the sh- like, I mean, yes, if it, the distinction, well, this is not cover the comment thing, but if they wrote slash film the pilot early and then yeah. once they realized they got hit, then... You know, and that's true.
1: I do recognize that they do have to think, they have to make a pilot and submit it and then get approved and then do a viewing and they make it months before they make anything else. So, yes, you're right. You're right. It's probably because they just did it real quick and didn't, I don't know, didn't know if it was going to be picked up. So, they were a little sloppy with it. So, maybe it gets less sloppy. You'd have to tell me, but. It's not even that bad. I've seen worse than this as far as it's just not realistic, even with my favorite show, Doctor Who. I get pissed all the time, so I get it, but. So we go to Vicky in the hospital, and she's in bed just kind of like moaning. And this is the moment, the second time I was like, is she like going through the change? She's going to be a vampire? I don't know. So then she wakes up from what is supposed to be, I guess, just a bad dream. That's why she was moaning. And she goes to the bathroom and she thinks she sees Damon. And then she later goes to wake up Matt, who like turns into Damon. And that's when she wakes up for real and realizes that whole thing was like a nightmare. And I think it's interesting that they chose to do that because it shows that reality was peeking through and Mm -hmm. that what Stefan didn't work. So the next day after that, because they just, again, it's the same thing as the first episode. It's the style of the show. It's the style of 2009. They just jump every five seconds. I feel like I can't write a coherent synopsis because I would be writing out of order of the show just to make it coherent. Yes. So the next day, Elena is telling Bonnie that Stefan never called or texted after that encounter at his house, but then also admits that she never gave him her number. (laughs) Okay. So Elena (laughs) says it was not right. Like it was too soon. So Elena said, Elena, I'm not ready. Bonnie, Who is? Elena, at least I put myself out there. Bonnie, is that what you're calling it? Elena, what do you mean? Bonnie, all I'm hearing is reasons why you can't. And I feel like her telling Bonnie she's not ready versus Bonnie saying who is. That's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. Because Elena's not ready because her parents just fucking died. She just broke up with Matt. She has a brother who's on drugs, and she has an incompetent aunt for a parent, and she's got a teacher up her ass for no reason. Honestly, I thought I wouldn't be ready either. And then Bonnie's over here like, oh, girl, I'm not ready either. I don't know. Meanwhile, Caroline spots Damon across the way, staring at her, and ben, as she approaches him, he disappears. So we see that he clearly knows how to use his super speed, unlike Stefan. So.
0: Yeah, um, that human just, blood, you know. <laughs>
1: He can access it when he wants. Unlike Stefan. He has to pick the right moment. So we jump to Stefan's house where Zach is confronting Stefan, like you asked me about earlier. And he's asking about Damon and Vicky. And he says, he's basically asking, like, did you take care of it? Stefan, I hope so. And then that's when Zach says, is she worth it? That girl you came back for. So side note, could you imagine? This is the thought that occurred to me when I was writing this. I don't know why. But could you imagine if... Stefan, who has gone all this way 145 years and is obviously supposed to be very well-versed in everything that's happened in the last 145 years. I mean, he's a vampire. Maybe he's smarter from that. Maybe not. We don't know. But could you imagine him going back to high school and like failing math? (laughs) And then being just like dealing with that. For me, I'm not good at math. Imagine I went back to high school after having lived for another hundred years and I still can't do math and the amount of bullshit that I would feel sitting in another math class would be unreal
0: you know I would find it rather enjoyable but that's what it's
1: failing a math class
0: no going back to math class
1: well you majored in it so what did you suck at Drew's too smart he didn't suck at anything
0: That's good at all high school subjects. Yeah, exactly. There saying. you go.
1: Okay, what did you struggle with in college? Don't you dare say nothing.
0: Oh, girl, you know we all struggled. Who didn't, in the, in the words of Bonnie? Uh, <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> software development. I didn't take that in high school, but...
1: Okay, so imagine going back after 145 years to take software development. I would still
0: find it interesting. I'll try it again.
1: And then you still fail it? <laughs> what the fuck why am i dealing with this bullshit yes. anyways that's my point it's just like could you imagine if you failed that <laughs> again i feel like it's just kind of like poor redundant writing and like that whole little thing with him talking to zach was just to move the quad along but not even really move the along. i don't know i just can we get on with it this episode was so unnecessary this this episode could have been an email drew could have been an email next we see vicky at the bar that's not a bar where teenagers hang out where she works and Jeremy asks her why she's there, and she says she's trying to get her work schedule sorted, and the manager's giving her a hard time. Girl, what? It's a small town. You're going to tell me that he doesn't know she was in the hospital and didn't care? He probably knew her parents growing up. He's probably like, oh, your mom's out of town. You just got bit by an animal. You're in the hospital. Girl, take five weeks. You know what I'm saying? Mm,
0: yes, I know what you're saying. I don't know that it would turn out that way because he doesn't. He does know her mom, so what if he's that's why he's harder on her? What if something happened in the past?
1: Why? Because she's like a druggie, and he knows she's a druggie, and
0: could be, could, Mm. Could be, or and you don't know. She does seem to have a drug problem, so maybe she's proven to be unreliable in the past, perhaps.
1: And I, I get that, but you know, he heard that she for real was in the hospital. You know that nurse went home and was like, "Yo, guess who's here, bitch? And guess what's wrong with her? I'll tell you everything."
0: Okay, she lost a lot of blood. She could be back the next day. Eat, it, <laughs> eat a cookie.
1: Eat a cookie. Drink some orange juice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She'll be good.
1: So Vicky says she's in pain. So Jeremy is asking her, He wants some drugs? Because she says like the doctor didn't give her anything worthwhile, basically. So suddenly Tyler rolls up and he's trying to hit on Vicky, but she ignores him, which snaps to that girlfriend. you are finally moving on. By the way, Vicky was invited to watch this comment with Jeremy and she says, maybe, she says, maybe this man is doing the most and she's, maybe I'll be there.
0: She can't commit. What if if she gets a better offer?
1: From who, Tyler?
0: Perhaps. Maybe Damon.
1: Oh, no. She's not the one that's into Damon. She's scared of him. That's Caroline.
0: Yes, I know. I know who's into who. (laughs) (laughs)
1: so that night everyone is gathered to watch the comet the same night as the campers question mark i don't know we see matt and elena together and matt lights elena's candle and she turns around and lights who other than Stephens. they say hi and then elena turns around and looks at matt this girl is boy hopping I'm telling you, she's you know, Stefan made me mad. So let me just, you know, go to Matt again. Oh, well Stefan's not making me mad anymore. Let me go back to Stefan. Like and she gets bored or she's hurt. She's gonna she's gonna flip-flop and I mean I know she's sixteen. I get it, but I also can't respect it. So she walks away from Stefan after looking at Matt. And then Stefan decides to do the most weird thing, and he's awkwardly right behind her, like his face would be where her ear is basically like I don't know. So he's like up in her business but from behind and he's creepily standing there and he's trying to talk to her about the comet. I understand it makes for a good shot by the way. It was a very good aesthetically pleasing camera angle, right? And positioning for the camera. But in reality, Drew, could you imagine?
0: (laughs) The vibes are right, Core. The vibes Oh no. I don't know.
1: I feel like I would be like, ugh I give me the ick. <laughs> I don't Dude. care. I don't. I don't care how into you I am, Drew. It could be Peter Capaldi, and I will be like, "That is ick.
0: That is ick." I don't believe that for a second. Big ick.
1: <laughs> could be David Tennant, and that will be big ick.
0: That's just a straight law. Okay, maybe right maybe down. actually
1: maybe David Tennant would be alive, but Peter Capaldi would be ick. I'm telling you. <laughs> but David Tennant actually, he can do anything he wants. That's so fine. <laughs> He can get away with murder. I don't care. He could be a real vampire and have a rabies
0: moment. I'd still be like, damn. You pull the Caroline.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I really am. I told you I relate to Carolines. <laughs> Stefan Loki compares himself to the comment subtly by saying, Bonnie says it brings doom and bad things. And he's, you know, I think it's just passing through. That's a big <laughs> ball of ice.
0: Is that you? It was the wistful look in your eyes. <laughs>
1: that's just, that's how he looked. <laughs> he was out here. I am that comet. <laughs> I will be one with the comet.
0: <laughs> Aren't we all?
1: <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, my God. So then he apologized. Everything. And... Elena, I will give her this. She said, You seem to apologize a lot. And he's like, I'd love to apologize for. It. Okay, honey, we know that. So go away then. We don't want to fool around with these apologies. Just knock it out. So Elena forgives him and she brings up Catherine. And Stefan says it was a long time ago. And she proceeds to say, when you lose someone, it stays with you, always reminding you of how easy it is to get hurt. And then Elena says that their lives are too complicated to date. It was epic. (laughs) There's a lot to unpack here. Okay. So, first of all, I want to unpack the fact that let's just start with the sunny one. They're using the word epic. And I was like, wow, I forgot how popular and normal it would have been to say epic. Like, to me, I'm listening to it and I'm like, epic. It would have been epic. But it's 2009, you know?
0: It is 2009.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The next thing I want to unpack is. When a vampire says, it was a long time ago. He's 145 years old. It was a long time ago. And Elena's over here. Oh, yeah, something was a long time ago. And it was like two seconds ago.
0: (laughs) Speaking like a true immortal, or. I
1: just like the perspective. You can even compare it to people. When your mom is, oh, yeah, that was another lifetime. It really almost is. Because if you think about like. Where we are in our life, we have a lifetime of 25. If your mom is 50, she's got two of your lifetimes. That it it was a long time ago. And for us, too, at 25, we really haven't had what you're from infancy to five years old. You don't even remember. I'm just saying it really was a long time ago. Now, does that mean he was obsessed with her, her being Catherine? for 145 years. I mean, that's some devotion.
0: <laughs> no comment.
1: Now, he still must be obsessed with her because she's a dead ringer for Catherine, remember?
0: Mm. This has been seen. Yes.
1: That's kind of I don't know. Catherine's got a good man. She's got two men that are obsessed with her for 200 years. She knows what she's doing. She's doing something right. So the last thing I want to unpack, Drew, about this whole little two-second segment is Elena saying, when you lose someone, it stays with you, always reminding you of how easy it is to get hurt. And I just feel like, I don't know how I feel about that line, because I can see two sides to it. One, yes, that's true. And yes, that is something you typically feel like, especially right after something like that happens. But two... It's just so dramatic. And in reality, I just don't, I don't believe in it. I would rather have loved and lost than, you know, I don't know. But I could get it because I know when, when my dad first died, I was saying shit like that constantly, probably. You would have to tell me. I mean, you you would have been hearing it, you know, from me.
0: I mean, I, I must say I don't recall any... Dramatic poetry
1: esque <laughs>
0: phrases from I the time.
1: True, though, and that was probably a bad example because in reality, we went we got sent home with COVID. That's fair. So I didn't talk to anybody. But anyway, but that's my point. I was very reclusive. We I got the opportunity to not talk to anybody. What little time I had between my dad dying and COVID, I was a bitch. I liked. but do you remember? Yes, I went hard on that man. He literally came at me about something with the Norton Center. And I was literally like, fuck the fucking hell off. I swear to God. And I basically said something and he was like, whoa, don't make this political. And I was like, yes, this is political. And I went there. I tore him up for no reason other than my dad had just died.
0: As soon as you said his name, I was like, this is going to be some Norton of related type stuff.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But I went in on him. I remember I just the only I I wish I could remember what I said to him. Because all I remember is him saying, whoa, don't make this political. And I went even harder immediately. I was like, I'm going to finish him. (laughs) going for the kills (laughs) so I get it I get the angsty especially that kind of anger and that hurt I get it Mm. but I also feel like even then I still four months after I that would have been June I wasn't talking like that by June I was still I was in the mentality of I'd rather have loved and lost than not have loved at all you know i just don't know how to feel about that line let us um, know in the comments <laughs>
0: i will say buckle up because there's a bunch of dramatic lines coming in the future you know so be ready I, I
1: do like dramatic i really do it's just when it's a little poorly written like this whole entire episode <laughs> that i have trouble with we're gonna go ahead and move on you know that's jumping ahead to Damon sitting in Vicky's bar and he kind of like taunts her for a second because she's I think I know you and he's that's a bad thing for you (laughs) and she's fuck off it goes into the bathroom and he's surprised bitch (laughs) so the next scene after that is Jeremy asking literally this entire friend group that's not really a friend group where is Vicky they aren't friends like that why are they all at the same table but (laughs) anyway
0: it's a small town court
2: hey has anyone seen vicky you're a stalker you tell us i can't find her she probably found somebody else to party with sorry pill pusher i guess we've been replaced what's with the pill pusher ask her you going to do this right now are you dealing she's never gonna go for you she already did
0: over and over and over again yeah
1: right you slept with vicky donovan i mean vicky donovan slept with you there's
2: no way and i didn't even have to force her into it what the hell is he talking about, Todd? Nothing, man. Just ignore him. He's a punk. You know what? How about all of you shut up and help me find my sister? We'll check the back.
0: I'll check
1: the square. I'll come with you. Oh um, no, no, no. So a lot just happened in that. I am going to say a
0: lot just uncovered in this.
1: Let's just talk about the way Jeremy talks. It really bothers me. I mentioned this in the first episode when Jeremy said, when was the last time you fucked a puppy? Like, why do you behave this way? Can you not? <laughs> I the fact that he was like sure he went for me over and over sir okay i get it please stop i don't like he gives me the ick when he talks like that i get the ick and <laughs> surprised, vicky doesn't have the ick we have established that they sleeping together which also for matt yes that he's a sister and they're in the same age group and they go to high school together is your sister close to you your age
0: She's two years younger than me
1: if you were in high school and you were hanging out with a group of people that just so happen to also kind of run with your sister which you probably did and you were hearing about your sister's sex life, wouldn't you have been like, why is this happening right now?
0: I think that's a fair assessment, yes.
1: So why is Matt just he shakes his head, but he's just like, whatever. Sir, I personally have nine years separating my brother and I don't want to hear about it. You know? It's your sibling. Right. Matt's over here, like <laughs> it's flowers in the <laughs> attic. He's probably <laughs> fucking Mickey too. <laughs>
0: not gonna comment you never know what the show can hold
1: oh no have you seen red flowers in the attic
0: no. you
1: know the reference oh no we have to add that to the list god damn it the book is better <laughs> the concept is these these siblings move in with their grandmother because their mom can't take care of them but what well, you really told just-
0: me about this book
1: Yeah, she just wants to, like,
0: like,
1: gallivant, basically, uh, and hang out with the rich people because her dad cut her out of the will because she got with her cousin. No, her uncle. He's actually her uncle. They're just the same age. Kind of like we mentioned earlier. And she brings her kids to the grandparents' house and acts like she never had kids with her uncle, even though she did, four of them. And these kids, for the next five years of their life, hiding in the attic from everybody in society. The only people who know they're up there is the mom and the grandma. And eventually, because puberty and hormones, the big sister and the big brother, fuck. And then the next couple books in the series are the big sister, and big oh, brothers. Series. Oh yes, <laughs> it is the big brother and the big sister's marriage. They have children of their own, and I heard a rumor. I haven't read it, but their children have children of their own. But so it becomes a very incestuous, Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> so that's <laughs> not the flowers in the attic and you're like you don't know what the story holds you're supposed to say no
0: i can't confirm or deny your theory.
1: oh please. jesus christ anywho tyler and jeremy that whole thing and i mean we i think i mentioned this even in the first episode like they kind of just gloss over the fact that tyler was gonna rape vicky and then again they just bring it up and move on like it didn't happen it's very 2008 vibes. It's very, we're not going to really deal with it kind of vibes. <laughs> we're just going to throw it you in know. there and move on. But anyway, so they threw that in there. And then Elena is watching this whole interaction, trying to figure out that Jeremy is a drug dealer, not just a drug taker now. And then has also heard that she, her little brother is sleeping with her ex's big sister. Just a lot. Did I miss anything? Because a lot happened. No,
0: that's, no a lot happened. Did that was. Everything.
1: Okay, I'm trying to make sure I got everything. So we got 14 minutes left in the show. They split up to go looking for Vicky, and Jeremy tries to. Or Elena, I think, tries to low key confront Jeremy for a second. Is
0: that true? Yeah, she calls him out about being a, a pill pusher, quote unquote. Uh, yeah. Then, the and then they all separate and go their separate ways. Trying to find Vicky. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt okay. confronts Stefan out in the outside like, yes confronts her about being in the hospital like what are you yeah why were you at the hospital i saw you at the hospital and then Stefan hears i believe
1: vicky on the roof
0: vicky is in danger and then goes up to confront her well, not her but damon
1: right roof. i mean the most important next piece is the roof piece right because mm-hmm. First of all, they are fucking that girl's head up so bad because they're going back and forth on the whole... It was an animal. It was a vampire. It was an animal. It was a vampire. That girl is so confused now, I guarantee it. Even after Damon fixes it, after he's... It's like a power struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like when Clara was explaining in Doctor Who, once you go all the way to the furthest threat, you can't Mm. come back because that makes all the threats empty. So, like, this is Damon throws the furthest threat he can. And Stefan basically is, okay, I'll take it. And that makes he has to backtrack, you know what I'm saying?
0: No, he can do so much worse.
1: I mean, yes, but then why does Damon backtrack then? Because Damon fixes it. Remember? He does fix
0: it, yes. But also, go think about what... Think about the position he put Stefan in. I was curious on your take of that, because he... Sets it up so that Vicky will go down that building and yell screaming, Stefan is a vampire and he did this to me. And then that would ruin everything, not just for Stefan, but for Damon too, and like it'll blow up the whole thing.
1: I know. And that then... is the one thing. It's if you let him if you let her go down and do that, it would destroy everything for everybody. So I feel like it's another reason he fixes it because he obviously can't do it unless Damon could have killed her. He really could have killed her in that moment. That's what he wanted Stefan to do was kill her.
0: So, well, then he didn't just want her to kill her, he wanted him to drink her drink blood, her, blood if not yes. kill her then to so he would be strong enough to fix it himself. And he refused,
1: right? Well, it's not even, I feel like if Stefan is truly this abstinent, the moment he takes human blood, he'll probably won't be able to stop. He would kill her, you know what I'm saying? He would take too yeah. much. I feel like, again, it's like the pee theory <laughs> once you start peeing, you can't stop peeing. If you do, it's hard. It's not where you're trying to stop. It's not okay. I'm done. You pee a little bit more, and then it's kind of like you're fighting it. You know what I'm saying?
0: This will be a clip. Oh man,
1: I love how the first time the clips were like vampires have rabies. Now it's me talking about pee. So <laughs> they're and my pee specifically. So that that's just great. I don't know an animal.
2: Are you sure about that? Think. Think about it. Think really hard. What attacked you? Vampire. Who did this to you? You did! Wrong! Don't. Stefan. Don't. Stefan Salvatore did this to you. Stefan Salvatore did this to me. He's a vampire. A vicious, murderous monster. Please, Damon, please don't do this. You couldn't fix it before. I don't know what you can do now. Uh, Your choice of lifestyle has made you weak. A couple of vampire parlor tricks? It's nothing compared to the power that you could have. That you now need. But you can change that. Human blood gives you that. You have two choices. You can feed and make her forget. Or you can let her run screaming vampire from the town square. That's what this is about. You want to expose me? No, I want you to remember who you are. Why? So what? So I'll feed? So I'll kill? So I'll remember what it's like to be brothers again? You know what? Let her go. Let her tell everyone that vampires have returned to mystic falls let them chain me up
1: we also know that they were there because stefan's over here spouting out shit to mr tanner about the church and the civilians dying in that battle
0: well not just them no because it's already been established that well it's implied when he's first introduced to mr tanner and he's i'm stefan Salvatore. he goes any relation to the family that settled here it's implying that yeah
1: like, What's his parents? They have,
0: they have roots in this town. Yeah. It's-
1: Wait, are you implying then that you feel like... if Imagine you don't know the future, okay? That more than one time vampires have been here.
0: Well, I'm more so implying that the phenomena of vampires is a set thing in Mystic Falls. That's who's implying. They're back. Area 51 type mm-hmm. aliens. Like that type of craze.
1: You know, now that we're talking about this in this way... I will say I kind of wish they hadn't made Bonnie from Salem because it would have been even cooler if her family actively fought vampires all the way back in one like 1864 or whatever it is.
0: Well, I mean, and it it does tons to kind of what I talked to in the last episode of them. They bring the focal point on to early American years in terms mm-hmm. of the Salem witch trials, Civil War, and all that type of stuff. It is in comparison to the book when it's the Salvators are from Italy and. Bonnie's families from Ireland, and it's more world scopey, and it makes sense that if what you said, like what you said about showrunner dude who said they want to focus more on the town mm-hmm. of Mystic Falls in Virginia, what happened there? This mm-hmm. like what history can you pull from there to build this world up? That's the South, the Civil War, the witch trials, tied to mm-hmm. local folklore more mm-hmm. uh, than no, world. that's
1: fair. That's very fair. I also like the one argument that can be made about Bonnie as well is that it doesn't really matter that she's from Salem. It's mm-hmm. that she, her family has always done this and her grandma is trying to pass on the tradition. Mm-hmm. So when Bonnie runs into it, she's ready if she runs into it. Because that's the other thing. What if maybe they get into this, maybe they don't, but what if they just have to be ready? Their family knows it's something that's their job to fight vampires. Does that make sense? So what if? they just prepare the next generation until it comes up again because vampires have returned because like you just said it's a phenomenon that happens there you know yeah you know assumption that's what you're like right. like you know something i was like thinking okay maybe he just whispered it and it's going to be an issue later he subtly still put it in her mind that Stefan is a vampire but remember how i said what if she's going to become a vampire and you said certain things have to happen what if you have to say certain words Mm. I also think it's interesting that Stefan just casually comes down with Vicky and Matt just accepts it outright that he found her. He seems a little suspicious when he basically is thanking Stefan for finding her, but not as suspicious enough, if that makes sense. I feel if you were Matt and you were really that suspicious of Stefan being with your ex, hanging out with your sister, potentially being the thing that attacked her in the woods, just that general vibe. Just the fact that, you know, this guy was alone with your sister just now. And you're just like, oh, thanks for finding her. I feel like you would be like, the fuck did you do to her, man? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So again, unrealistic, but you know, it's fine. So it's just for me, the fact that the most unrealistic part of the show is never the vampires. (laughs) So then Bonnie is talking with Caroline and Stefan for a second. Do you think that's really important to go over? Because I kind of feel like we can stay. Uh,
0: other than the fact that she gives Stefan Elena's phone number. That's true. That, point, that is. Establish so, then that she can, communication.
1: so then now he can text and call her because as we said earlier, she forgot to. Then Elena finds Aunt Jenna. And this is where we get the part where basically she's, I'm not her. I will never be her. I'm not good enough to be your parent because I'm not her. And I just wanted to shake her. I want so bad thing to be like, just step up to the goddamn plate dinner. It's not about who's better at it. Okay. It's about who's here now. And you just said you're the only one. So then fucking do it. Ah, uh, nah. I'm sorry. I'm very passionate. <laughs> I feel like you need to be a little bit of the balance there. You need a defender or something.
0: I can't say anything.
1: Are you afraid of me? You afraid to say something, Drew?
0: No it's for me to know and you to not
1: uh, ah ah okay I'm right.
0: Guess.
1: now jeremy proceeds to then watch vicky kind of follow over tyler for a second
2: yeah. but again
1: first of all she's confused and she's high and you know she was just saying he's finally showing some interest and vicky in, in and of herself is just a sad story and I don't know. It makes sense that essentially she kind of was like, hey, Tyler, what's up? You know? Well,
0: technically, you could also go back to it uh, depending on what Damon said to her. Mm-hmm. Because if he said, forget everything that happened to you tonight, mm-hmm. everything that had happened to her earlier in the at the grills would have mm-hmm. been gone from her memory, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing she would have remembered would have been that he said, I was the one who carried you out of the woods.
2: Hmm. Mm.
1: I stuff like that would be enough for her to still be like, you know what I'm saying? But maybe not. So then our episode pretty much ends right around with Caroline going out to her car. And we know that it's Damon, but she doesn't know it's Damon that's kind of lurking. And she's a little bit right. like, oh shit, let me run to my car. Let me tell you, Drew, again, with the ick, if a man is doing something weird. <laughs> i'm gonna get the ick but not caroline no caroline was like oh please sock me baby <laughs> i'm into that
0: i also thought the same thing when i was watching it i was like if she i mean why is she still rolling with this this man just she turns around he's back and blocking her from her where she's going he's blocking her from getting into her car but she's,
1: then she's just m- that desperate drew she is that my, desperate
0: oh my one of my last notes for this episode plus caroline and damon cringe flirt scene yeah, do you want to dialog well, let's play yes, it? Play
1: it. <laughs> I'll play it from the beginning of her walking outside. So that way you can cut it to exactly what you want it to be. Um, because I just remember watching this and I remember being like, OK, I understand she can't see him at first and that's fine. And he's been just kind of casually staring at her really weird for 24 hours now. And she thinks she's seeing him everywhere because he's watching her. It's very Edward vibes, you know. But also not in a good way. Edward was obsessed with Bella because he was falling in love with her. I'm telling you, Damon's going to use Caroline. It's not love. I'm telling you. Oh, it does say mystic girl in the window right there. You're right. Yeah, wow. yeah, I'm telling you. So here's little Caroline walking outside her yellow dress and cowgirl boots. And looking over her shoulder like who the fuck is watching me? Who's there? And then there's Damon being all creepy. He's a hash singing flasher in the background. (laughs) Drops your damn keys. If I drop my keys, Drew, and I'm scared that someone's in the parking lot. I'm running I'm grabbing that shit it's putting uh, my hand right and I am running and she's just let's just move a little bit quicker but also I just dropped my keys so I guess that's going to take me a thousand years that was the longest key pickup in my entire life I was like girl you are not scared because if you were you would not be picking them up that slow I like run and dive and get up immediately yes I know I just
2: <gasps> oh. Sorry, didn't mean to scare you.
1: <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I was hoping I'd
0: see you again. I know. <laughs> Cocky much?
1: Very much. Ugh, I'm going to vomit, Drew. <laughs> it's like that's, but it's the start of what I'm telling you. It's that toxic me using the other relationship. That's why they wrote it like that.
0: Did you watch the rest of it? Of
1: what that clip? You? That's that's the end of that no, clip.
0: No, of the, of the episode. Oh,
1: no, I'm talking about Caroline and Damon. I'm not worried about the yes. rest of the episode.
0: No, we'll talk about that there's there's a scene with them later in the episode
1: oh i just remember that Stefan and elena make up and they say it was epic (laughs) and then the sun came up and i'm like can y'all quit repeating that line and then on top of that quit saying epic but i feel like it's going to keep coming back because it's 2009
0: also my last time i noticed i said that music was strong or music was well known in this show for being like iconic yes but and then last time he had running up the hill. But this time, yes, this song that's about to play, "Gravity," is from another show. But I knew it, um, so I clocked it. Here, I did not. It's not see, like an I iconic song like it. that. But it's a good song though.
1: But. You know, running up that hill would have been meaningless though had Stranger Things not blown it up. So to be honest oh, with absolutely. you, yeah, this you can say this stuff is iconic, but it's also like you have to be in the know,
0: right? So but I'm so gonna hit play. Then
1: we were they're gonna kiss. So this is the first time Stephanie and Elena are kissing. And then it cuts over to Damon. So I'll hit play here because this is what you're looking for, right? Yes. Oh, I forgot about this. Oh, shit. I forgot about this. I know exactly what you're talking about. Ah. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. So the last thing there. First of all, I remember when I watched that and I remember the first thing I thought was... That is exactly what I said in our very first episode of our podcast when I said that vampires are very tied between sex and death. That is the definition of it right there. Mm -hmm. That right there. Literally having sex and then bites her. And I told you I made a prediction last episode that Caroline was going to be maybe a vampire, right? Didn't I say that?
0: You said you had a feeling that she was going to be used for something. Yes. To do something. Against Elena later.
1: Okay, so then maybe I'm lying. Maybe I didn't say that, but I swore I thought that. But maybe I didn't. So we're going to say I didn't just for the sake of it. But I'm telling you, she's going to be used against Elena. And maybe he's not making her a vampire. but he's going to do something that can help control her mind a bit. Maybe the whole, I'm going to feed off of you and sleep with you and mind control you will be what it is. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But yeah, I completely forgot that Damon and Caroline were like, let's get jiggy with it. Wow. What a way to end. That is the most eventful part of the whole episode, the last two seconds.
0: So Sets it up for episode three very nicely.
1: Oh, man. I swear to God, it's three is the same way. I'm not going to make it Drew. Really, I need it to be more like action-packed. You know what I'm saying? You got to
0: set it up first for then it. will. I be.
1: feel like the first episode did. I feel like there's so much happened. And it was being set up that I was like expecting the same level with the second episode. And it was not the same.
0: Well, it could be a little bit more of, I mean, ag- again, of the writing of the pilot. Cause.
1: Yeah. It, it
0: drug you in, but also this, mm-hmm. now this is actually setting up what the season is going to be. That's true. And,
1: and that's the other thing, too. It's, it is a little slow. And I did think I told you this. I was told the first two seasons of Vampire Diaries suck. I wouldn't say this sucks. I really still wouldn't. As much as I'm criticizing it, part of me is still enjoying it. I didn't enjoy how slow this episode felt, but I am enjoying where the story is going. I think I just want to know. I think that's all it is. I just wish I could watch it. But since we're doing it one a week and then I've peaked on TikTok a little bit. But other than that, like, I don't know anything, you know?
0: And we did get a lot of discussion out of it, too. We did.
1: I know. We discussed a lot, actually. That's true. That is true. Maybe I'm full of shit, Drew. (laughs) Or full of pee.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Oh, man. The rabies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On that note, and that's your Friday Night Rewind.